following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Hi there. My name is Zach Phillips, and I'm the co-creator, co-producer, and dungeon master for A Single Quest, a one-on-one Dungeons & Dragons short-form podcast. Our show, starring me and my best buddy from high school, Matt Dimitritis, focuses on the adventures of a young hero named Toby Flutterheart. Matt plays Toby, who has had a handful of adventures with varying results since we started our podcast in February. Our episodes are short, meant to capture only one to two encounters or plot points within a roughly 30-minute window. Here, we thought the best way to give you an idea of our story was to start at the beginning. Not too much context is needed here other than to know that Toby is a level 1 wizard, meaning he's weak and only has a handful of spells and abilities he's learned by his 16th birthday. So without further ado, here's episode 1 of A Single Quest. A rough start. Enjoy. You know what I love about Dungeons and Dragons, Zach? What is that, buddy? There are no rules. There's a lot of rules. What? There's... What are you talking about? I have three rule books for Dungeons and Dragons. I, I've been following none of them. We're about to. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I love about Dungeons and Dragons, Matt? What do you love about Dungeons and Dragons, Zach? All of the rules. Hello everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of A Single Quest, the one-on-one Dungeons & Dragons podcast with one Dungeon Master and one player. I am the Dungeon Master, Zach Phillips, with me, I would say as always, if we had done this before, with me, as will be always, is our player, Matt Dimitridis. That's me. We are doing D&D a little bit differently than some people. If you're not familiar with D&D, you tend to have a little bit of a bigger party. If you are familiar, we're doing shorter sessions with just one player and one DM, just to kind of have fun, make each other laugh, uh, and enjoy ourselves. And if you haven't listened to yet before this, I would recommend starting with the trailer before listening to the first episode. So, without further ado, Matt, are you ready to begin our adventure? I'm ready. This is not a game to me. (laughs) well i prepared improperly then Uh, (laughs) all right let's begin in the realm of bortronica the continent of hingle dingle sits to the east of the yellowish brown sea the continent is a widespread world of regions mountains forests wastelands and deserts within hingle dingle Several countries have warred over resources and magical artifacts for centuries. On the western coast, however, life is usually peaceful and placid in the nation of Sachet. (laughs) However, in the north, the major capital city of Chicknugget is said to hold and cover a magical power untold. Oh, man. Our story begins in the very southwestern tip of Hingle Dingle in the nation of Sachet. The town of Everwell is known locally as the town where nothing ever happened. 
Everwell is built in a circle, with simple homes and shops making up the circumference. Two roads travel through the town, one running north to south and one east to west. They meet in the middle, creating a sort of a compass on which the small town sits. Each dirt road cuts through a soft green grass where a handful of trees uh, sprout out in the hemispheres between the homes and the roads. On the outside of the circle, a dense forest surrounds the northeast, while the southwest leads to a large cliffside with breaking waves from the greenish-blue sea crashing into the rocks. In the middle of the town, where the two roads bisect, the statue of a brass dragon that is roaring sits petrified, though nobody knows for sure why it's there. More specifically, our story begins in the home of Toby, a young human who has just woken up today, his 16th birthday. Toby, you awake in your room, which is a simple bed, one dresser and a rocking chair on the top floor of your home in Everwell. If you would like to describe your character and uh, what you do on this fine morning. Sure, sure. Well, I'm Toby Flutterheart. As always, I wake up for work at around 6 a.m., getting ready to uh, go to my job as a a mason worker. More specifically, uh, people of your universe might call it a plumber. Uh, we in Hingle Dingle call it uh, pipe laying. So I'm a, I'm a pipe layer by trade. Um, yeah, I get up. Like anyone else, I put my feet, my my pants on, uh, both legs at a time. Get up, both brush legs my teeth. at a time. Yep, and uh, I walk out the door. So you are jumping into your pants every morning. Yeah, I've got a little contraption set up in front of my bed. Okay, it, I'm in all about case, efficiency. I would like you to make your daily morning acrobatics check. It it keeps me on my toes. The first roll of our adventure. <laughs> I got a two. <laughs> Feeling a little bit excited to celebrate your 16th birthday, you get up and go to leap into your trousers, uh, only to knock over the contraption. Not so horribly to wake the entire town, but bad enough that you have to put on your pants like a normal person. Uh, And for quick reference for those who don't know, Matt has a character sheet with all kinds of stats and information on it. Uh, and at certain points, I will tell him to roll a twenty-sided die, and it tells him what specific bonuses and such to give him. So, to be fair, this is the first time I've ever tried using the contraption. <laughs> Specially built for your sixteenth birthday. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, Toby, you make your way downstairs, and you uh, have the greeted with the usual smell of breakfast being cooked by your father, who is in the kitchen. Uh, resembling you, uh, certainly he's got a couple decades on you, a little bit less hair on the top, and maybe a little bit more belly in the middle. Oh man, that's but otherwise, what look like. there is certainly resemblance there. Uh, making a little bit of breakfast, and you come downstairs, he goes, Ah, Junior! Good morning, buddy. Happy birthday. Hey, how's it going, Dad? Come give me an old fatherly kiss on the lips. Of course. I love my father, and that's how I Come here, buddy. clearly Come here. show he, affection. He puts he puts his hands on both your shoulders and just brings in, gives you a big old peck right on the mouth and a big one of those like two hard pats on the back, just a dad smacking you on the back, leaving the what you could feel is a red handprint. You and know, he pulls away and he goes, <sighs> Dad, 
16 years. I'm so proud of you, son. Thank you so much. I, I feel like I feel like I'm really growing into adulthood now. I, I'm getting a grasp on on where I want my life to go. And I don't know. I, I just, I feel like big things are coming for me. You're darn right big things are coming. Soon enough, the pipeline business in this town is going to be all yours. And I'm going to be retired and sitting over the, the, the sea watching the cliffs break, the water break over the cliffs every day. And you're going to be laying pipe from this town to the next. <sighs> yeah. Pipe laying, it's, uh, it's what I've always done. I guess it's what I'm destined to do. Well, here, I'm, I made breakfast. It's your favorite. It's uh, toast and an egg. Oh, yeah, my favorite. Thanks, Dad. I, I have this for breakfast every day. Um, uh-huh, but he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out uh, a little uh, shaker. He goes, I picked up some extra salt with uh, a little bit of the money, the coin that we made these last couple of weeks. And oh, he salts your eggs for you. No way. Thanks, Dad. Wow. I'm the luckiest guy alive. Now listen, I'm the luckiest guy ever. To have a son like you, who loves laying pipe as much as I do, I <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm so, I'm so proud. I love you, Dad. I really hope nothing bad happens to you. That, uh, I also hope that. What a cryptic thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I, I really care about you, and I... I hope nothing bad happens to you ever to like build my character or or make me go on an epic journey or anything. That would suck. Epic journey. You know how we feel about epic journeys in this house. I know, Dad. We don't take kindly to adventurers. Everwell is the town where nothing ever happened for a reason. Anyway, I guess I'll go to work. Alrighty. Well... Uh, I'll see you around, and uh, maybe uh, give your old pop a little bit extra time when you're coming home tonight, in case he's got a surprise or two planned for you. All right? <laughs> okay, Dad. Alrighty, son. Now remember, the Flutter Hearts are pipe layers. We always will be. I head out the door. All right, you head out into the town. It is a crisp uh, summer morning. Uh, the Air is uh, still and not too hot or humid yet, which is a nice feeling when you first step out. And the sun is just beginning to rise. There seems to be a handful of people just sort of starting their day, um, getting out the first couple guild workers around the town, doing whatever prep work it is, a couple of merchants opening up shop. But you are able to make it to the guild hall easy enough if that is where you would like to go. Yeah, I think I'm just going to head straight there. All right. Nothing special about today. Cool. Uh, on your way to the guild hall, you see uh, a familiar character that you and most people from Everwell encounter regularly. Uh, Krimpus, the old homeless man who camps out underneath the dragon statue. He's just sitting there. He goes, hey, good morning Hello. to you, sonny. Krimpus, it's so nice to see you. How you We're doing? We're in the streets, and it's your it's your quinceanera or something. Oh yes, yeah, of course. It's it's big one six, you know, becoming a man and everything. Wow, that's this is a statue of me, you know. And he gestures up to the uh, giant brass I look up, dragon. <laughs> I look at the dragon, and then I look back at him, and then I look back at the dragon, and I go, oh. Krimpus, 
and I give him a, a pat on the shoulder. And right. I go, you have a nice day today. Oh, you too. And make sure to wish your dad happy birthday or whatever we were talking about. And uh, <laughs> seems to go back to bothering other people. He frequently claims to be the dragon that the statue is molded after. I wonder why he says that. Uh, you make your way to the guild hall with uh, no issue. Uh, and once in there, uh, familiar face of a, of a, a woman you don't... Uh, necessarily know the name of but who often passes out assignments to various uh, guild workers and she goes all right son what's it gonna be today ma'am i'm just a humble pipe layer all right well uh take a seat i'll uh, look through and see if we've got any jobs uh and keep you posted i'll let you know you take a seat uh and there's a number of other guild workers there it, it's not a very big town but uh there's enough uh, that you tend to have something to do pretty much every day even if uh you know, it's working on a big job or visiting homes to uh, help with drainage issues. Uh, Everwell has pretty good plumbing. Uh, doesn't necessarily have toilets, but uh, compared to your average medieval town, is in pretty good shape. Um, you're sitting down for um, the better part of half an hour to 45 minutes before you hear some kind of commotion from outside. Seems to be some uh, some yelling from outside the guild hall. I uh, I sort of twiddle my thumbs, because I know that the words of my father are ringing in the back <laughs> of my head. The Flutterhearts are, are pipe layers, and pipe layers first. So I uh, I just sit there quietly, and try to make out what's going on. All right, roll a perception check. That is a 15. All right. Uh, With a 15, you are able to tell that there seems to be some sort of immediate chaos that is breaking out. Uh, You hear people uh, yelling, screaming, and uh, some of the people inside are beginning to react. Um, It seems as though there is some kind of imminent crisis happening not too far outside the guild hall. All right. I've been waiting my entire life for something to happen in this town. I've been reading books about wizardry and spells. All I want is some kind of action, something to happen in my life. And this could be it. So I'm going to put my father's words aside, and I'm going to dash out this guild hall. All right. You stand up pressing your hands up against your knees, going over, throwing the guild hall door open, and you are immediately greeted by a scene of the handful of merchants and and guild workers and other villagers who are outside rushing in various directions in sort of chaos, and they're quickly starting to scatter, and no one seems to have any concept of where they should go or what exactly the danger is, but you're able to quickly sort of push through the crowd and make your way through, and you can see two or three bodies just strewn over these uh, carts uh, where at this very center uh, closer towards where the brass dragon is about uh, uh, 20 to 30 feet uh, away from you after you've walked a bit outside of the guild hall there is a small green 
creature with pointed ears and uh, claws and and uh, pointed fangs and it's it's snorting and moving around and firing a short bow into the crowds and hitting innocent people who are collapsing over or getting injured getting shot in the leg and and running forth and it's just creating this utter chaos this one small green creature uh, that looks to be carrying other weapons as well what do you oh do oh my god uh, I I'm sort of frozen. I, I've never seen anything like this, but I want to follow my dreams. So I run through the crowd. I say, everyone get back. I'll take him. Okay. <laughs> no idea what I'm doing. You've never, you're 16. You've never done this before. And you're going never to try and stop fight. this goblin. All right. Go ahead and roll for initiative for me. And we shall begin combat. Wow, the goblin rolled a natural 20 on its initiative. Oh, sick. Well, uh, I, joke's on him. I got a natural 6 plus 2, 8. Well, that means the goblin goes first. Oh, rats. Okay, so you sort of say, everybody stand back. I've got this. And as soon as you say that, the goblin's attention switches over to you and it gives you a little sneer and a smile and it Fires its short bow in your direction. Um, that's another natural twenty. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Okay, you're a wizard. This could very possibly kill you. Um, this could be the end of Toby Flutterheart. You take wow. He rolled. Oh my gosh, he rolled max damage. Uh, that's twelve plus two. That's twelve points of of slashing damage. Piercing damage. And I am dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, the moment... I have eight hit the points. Mo- the moment... <laughs> I'm so sorry. The moment that you step forward, this moment of bravery that you as an adventurer have dreamed for for your entire life, the entire 16 years you've been around, you've been so excited about the chance for adventure you step forward and you say i've got this and the the little creature that is causing this chaos just looks at you fires one uh arrow and it lodges <laughs> into your chest knocking just you onto your back <laughs> you, you <laughs> are hearing the chaos all around you as your vision just closes to a point and you lose all consciousness my entire 16 years of life <laughs> flashed before my eyes. That's what I so get. So you have zero hit points. You are unconscious. Uh, I sure hope the town guard comes. <laughs> you have this long period of time where your vision is black and you feel almost aware of what has happened. You feel the chaos sort of being around you, although you feel incapable of doing anything about it until... Eventually, everything just feels quiet and still. You do wake up. The goblin did not take your life. You wake on a bed with your shoulder where the arrow had pierced you fiercely, sore and bandaged tightly. Uh, You have a white sheet up to your midsection, still fully dressed, but alive. In a room that's unfamiliar to you. Uh, God, wh- wh- where am I? 
as you kind of sit up there, you hear a voice that goes, hey, easy, 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 lie down, lie down, lie down, lie down. Krimpus, is it? Is that you? And a finger is pressed against your lips, and you look and you see Krimpus is there, sitting next to you. Uh, and you start to make out the room seems to be a, a little bit of a shack. Um, not necessarily the nicest place you've ever been. And he and lies you back down, and he goes, "We almost lost you, boy. And today, it's your bar mitzvah today. What?" Ba- uh, basically, yeah, yeah. You're a brave young man. <sighs> Thank you. But you're stupid. Oh, okay. You ever been in a fight before? No, I, I um, well, I mean, you, uh, no, no, I haven't. I don't really even raise my voice. Bravery is good. You've got it. Now you just need everything else. So. <laughs> Man, that really makes me feel good, Krimpus. Tell you what. I saved your life. Can you do me a favor? Sure. I lost a lucky sack of coins in the forest. Not too long ago. Uh-huh. How would you feel about uh, taking a day to go see if you can retrieve it for me? It was kind of near a, a sort of this large hill in the middle of the forest. It seemed to come out of nowhere. It looked like it was uh, possibly a home for some kind of creature. Yeah, I. Are you asking me to go on a quest for you? Kind of gets a little twinkle in his eye and he sits back and leans his back up against the shack and he goes, Well, you know what? I think I am. That's great. Yes, I, I accept your quest. Can you tell me if. If everyone else in the town is okay? Oh, like 23 people died. Oh my god! Yeah, it was I, a bloodbath. Where are you are one of the few survivors. Dear lord! Yeah. I, is, uh, is my dad okay? I'm, I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. Where where are we? Are we not in the town? Oh, I, I, this is a little shelter. I sometimes like to hunker down in... When it gets hot or, or cold or rainy, it's it's behind the circle. It's sort of near the cliffs. We're not too far from the town proper itself. Oh, well, I I have to go back and, and check on my dad. Well, I understand. Is it okay to return? It's safe now, I think. I'm, but uh, I was nursing you back to health. I didn't have time to check on your dad and your cousins. Or I don't know how many people you live with, but... It's just my dad. All right, well, if he's still around, come back and I'll tell you more about the uh, journey to go fetch me my lucky gold coins. Okay. Boy, I sure hope my dad is okay. Anyway, thanks, Krampus. And I walk out. <laughs> All right. Uh, when you walk outside, you notice it is significantly darker. It seems to be much later in the day. Um, most of your day was seemed to be spent unconscious on this table. Uh, you're alive, you're at full hit points, but you are de- certainly groggy and tired. You make your way home, when you walk in, your dad is there. He's got some flapjacks with oh. a candle in it, and the candle's out. And he's just sitting and staring at them. And you walk in the door and he goes, Oh my boy, my boy! And he gets up and he hugs you close dad! to his chest. 
kisses you on the lips four or five times. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Where, 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 where were you? What, what happened? When I heard I... about the attacks, uh, I figured that uh, you, you. I was so Dad, scared. I, I was so brave. I I went up to that goblin and I I shouted at it. Whoa, whoa, it... whoa, whoa! You did what to? Well, it was hurting a lot of people, and so I thought I could help. So I ran up to it, and I, I started fighting it. And it was crazy. I, you should have seen him. He, he was so scared. Roll a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 18. Wow. You, uh, you scared the goblin? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was... I don't know. Something came over me. I, um, Were you, you know, the one I, that I, uh, took it down? Um, I definitely helped. I definitely <laughs> helped. Um, I didn't strike the final blow, unfortunately, but Krimpus actually uh, was a huge help. You know, Krimpus, the old man who sits underneath the statue? Krimpus, he killed the goblin? That's what he tells me. I... I sort of blacked out in a barbarian rage, so I didn't see much, but that's what he tells me. Okay, oh, okay, um... You know what this means? This means that... I... I'm an adventurer, Dad. I can do anything I want. I can go out into the world and... and, and fight monsters and go on quests. The world is my oyster. You... Want to quit the stable job of laying pipe <laughs> day and night <laughs> to go fight monsters and go on quests? Well, look, I know that most adventurers don't make money. Only like 2% of people actually make it big, like the stars. But I, I think I have something, you know? I don't know. It's just a feeling I get. I love you. And I'm proud of you. But... You know what? Scaring one goblin doesn't mean you can take down the entire continent's monsters or dragons or whatever's out there. And I'm not going to be the one to stand in your way, but I'm also not going to be, I'm not going to be happy about it. I can't tell you what to do. You're 16. You're a man now. I understand. I sit down and I start eating my flapjacks, but I know, I know what I'm going to do. Is there anything else you do today? No, I just, I, I gorge myself. I, uh, I try to set up my pants contraption for tomorrow. Um, <laughs> hopefully that works better. Make a sleight of hand check. And I get ready for bed. <laughs> that is a four. You need new dice, man. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> as far as you know, you have set it up well. You go to bed. So excited. Morning comes. And the day is yours. Do you put on your pants and your special contraption? Of course I do. 
All right, roll uh, acrobatics with disadvantage or athletics, whichever one I made you do the first time. All right, athletics. All right. Huh. Uh, 14. How is with disadvantage your best roll? Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not pretty. You kind of do a jump into it and it kind of dislodges too quickly and one pant leg is a lot lower than the other, but you're able to kind of pull it up and... Uh, you know, the start of this day is already going better than the day before. So I'm all about efficiency. Yeah. So you come downstairs. Your dad, sleepily, looks like he's drinking a cup of tea. Eggs and toast. No salt. And he looks at you and he says, You laying pipes today? Or are you going on an adventure? I'm leaving, Dad. I don't know when I'm going to come back. But it was nice knowing you. He kind of has a confused look <laughs> on his face. <laughs> and I, also I, very sad. I give him a smack on the lips. <laughs> and I grab some food on my way out. I head out that door with my adventurer pack in tow. All right. And as you head off, presumably to the forest, to the northwest, maybe to help Krimpus out on his adventure, we will conclude our very first episode, which you managed to make it to the end of because I was nice. (laughs) After dying. After dropping to zero hit points. Oh, not the first attack roll (laughs) was... A nat 20 for initiative and a nat 20 for an attack. Unbelievable. I think you have to get worse dice. A Single Quest is produced, recorded, and performed by Zach Phillips and Matt Demetridis. Theme music by Matt Demetridis. Editing by Zach Phillips. If you want to help out the show, please subscribe and leave us a review to tell us what you think. You can also follow us on Instagram at singlequestpodcast or email us at singlequestpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Until next time, I'll see you on the flippity flop. Wait, that's a Jack Black thing. I think it's Steve Carell. Oh.